0: Welcome to the Hustle Sanely podcast, a show that equips you to get organized and boldly pursue your wildest dreams. Around here, we believe it is totally possible to pursue our goals without feeling burnt out, overwhelmed, or sacrificing our mental health and relationships. I'm your host, Jess Massey. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Hustle Seenly podcast. You guys, my mind is blown because today we are on episode 25. And maybe math is not your strong suit, but let me just tell you, that is a quarter of the way to 100. Like, what the heck? How did we get a quarter of the way to 100? I feel like I just started this podcast. And I know that I tell you this every single week, but you know what? I don't even care. I'm going to keep saying it. I am so glad that you are here. I am honored. Like, I honestly mean that. I know people say like, oh, I'm so honored. But like, I'm really honored that I get to hang out with you for like 20-ish minutes every single week to just chat and share my heart with you. Which, speaking of chatting, I've been hanging out with a lot of you in DMs over on Instagram and in the Hustle Saintly Squad Facebook group. And you want to know how the heck I work from home but actually get work done. Most of us are now living that work-from-home lifestyle since we're quarantined because of the coronavirus. And I have a feeling that some of you are kind of figuring out that working from home might not be as glamorous as you thought it was. At first, working from home is awesome, right? Like, you don't have a commute, so you're probably not late for work as often as you used to be. You have access to all of the delicious snacks in your fridge all day long, which can also be dangerous. You can take midday breaks to play with your pup. Like, yes, count us all in. But then you realize, oh, hold on, wait a second. Like, I actually have to get work done, too. If you're not used to working from home, it really can be a tough transition to actually be productive at home during your work hours. When we think of where we live, most of us probably think about our homes as being our havens, a cozy place to decompress and relax. And I honestly think our home should totally be that. But it's also possible to be productive AF from home as long as you put some strategies in place. So that's why today I put together four realistic things that you can do to actually get work done from home. Tip number 1 is set up a workspace. This one seems logical and I feel like most people know that they should have some sort of designated workspace, but it's so easy to be tempted to work from your bed or your couch. Not only is that terrible for your posture, like girl, that is so bad for your posture, but it's also not the best for your productivity. And I have a few reasons to back that up. If if you have a designated workspace in your home, your brain knows that it's time to work when you go to that area. If you're working from the couch but you also have your, you know, nightly Netflix binges on that same couch, you're probably going to be more likely to get distracted or tempted to do something other than work like watch Netflix, you know what I'm saying? Having a specific spot where you do your work eliminates distractions and allows you to focus more on your work. Not only that, but having an area that you know is your quote, work spot, also makes it easier to establish healthy work-life boundaries. When I set foot into my office, it's kind of like a trigger for me. I know that it's time to get down to business. When I try to work in the living room, that's a big LOL, like absolutely not, not going to happen because I get distracted by the TV. I see things that need to be done around the house. Like I'll be like, oh, wow, I should probably sweep right this minute or I'll be looking out the front window to see like why the neighbor is walking down the street. I'm doing everything but focusing on my work. This works the other way too, though. So when I walk out of my office at the end of my workday, I can shut my office door and leave my work hat hanging there to put back on the next day. When I work in our living space, it's a lot more difficult for me to separate my work from my life and take that work hat off for the day. And I know that some people, like, they're okay if they work, like, all day, every day, but not me. Like that is really detrimental for my mental health. So it's really important for me to really have that designation. Like this is where you work and this is where you live your life. Like that's kind of how it works best for me. And listen, I know that not everyone has the luxury of having an entire room in their home dedicated to being an office. And that's totally fine. You do not need a whole room in order to make this work for you. Even if you Have a space in your dining room or a corner in your bedroom designated as your workspace, that will work. That's fine. Just make sure that you keep it tidy and functional so that when you sit down or stand up, if you're a standing desk kind of gal like myself, you can get ready to work instead of being overwhelmed by an environment that doesn't promote focused work. So, like if you have papers flying all over the place or you know, the pictures on the wall are like falling off, like you're gonna be distracted. So Whatever area you choose, just make sure that it's functional and tidy. That's it. Super simple. And if you're kind of like, I really need help creating a dream workspace, girl, I've got you. I have a blog post on my website that is all about tips for creating your dream workspace and they're super doable. I'm not like, go and spend $500 at Ikea and make the office of your dream come to life. Like that's, it's not (laughs) those kind of tips. Okay. I'll make sure to link that blog post in the show notes for you guys, which speaking of show notes, the best place to read show notes is jessicamassi.com podcast. I just think they look a lot better than the ones on iTunes, probably because I don't know how to format the ones on iTunes very well. So go to my website and everything will be there for you. Tip number two for being productive and actually working from home is structure your day based on your strengths. So I feel like this is another one that's common sense, but it might be so common sense that we kind of overlook it. So the first step to doing this well is figuring out your energy and how you work best. I am an early riser and I know that I'm typically more creative and able to focus better on tasks in the morning and in the early afternoon. Once it hits 3 p.m., girl, I am a goner when it comes to creating content and products. Like, forget about it. Knowing that about myself, I structure my days with my creative work in the mornings and a nice lunch break, which we'll talk about in the next tip. And then I save my admin stuff for the end of the day. So stuff that doesn't take a lot of, like, my creative, like, brain juices That's a very gross way to put that. Creative brain power. How about that? Just pretend I didn't say juices. We're just going to roll with it. Um, But I'm a visual person and I have to write out a daily plan with my day time blocked out. I personally use the digital daily schedule and to do notepad with the Focus 3 from my Etsy shop, which I'll make sure to link in the show notes for you guys. But I love it because it has a place to write your Focus 3, your daily schedule, any new notes, and of course, something that you're grateful for. Seeing my top three tasks as well as my time block schedule for the day helps me not wander from task to task. I call that task hopping and it is not good. Multitasking, I'm not a fan, which I'll do a whole nother episode on that in the future. Because it really, you get nothing done if you're multitasking too much. Um, And that brings me to the second part of this tip. You need to figure out if you're more task-driven or if you're more time-driven. If you're more task-driven... I would consider using the focus three strategy where you're choosing three tasks that you are committed to accomplishing that day. And if you're more time-driven, consider putting specific time parameters on your work blocks. So for example, maybe you set a timer for an hour and you commit to working for that hour. Then you take a break, do something different, and you do that like a few different times throughout your day with different increments depending on like where your headspace at that day if you're like me then you're gonna work best with a blend of the two so i am both task driven and time driven i think it's because i'm an enneagram three and i'm just driven in general Um, but so for the blend that I use I operate optimally when I have a focus three as well as a time block schedule that's why I like to use that notepad that I was just telling you guys about because it kind of incorporates both types of the task driven and the time driven strategies So take some time and really figure out how you work best. Like what are your strengths? Maybe you're more creative in the afternoon, so you should do your kind of admin type tasks earlier in the morning so that you can save all of your creative energy for the afternoon. Because if you're kind of working against your strengths There's a lot more resistance there, and it just makes things take a lot longer than they need to take. So instead of working against your strengths, lean into them. And I'm not saying like not to get better at your weaknesses, but when it comes to something like this, like why wouldn't you lean into your strengths? You know what I'm saying? Hey really quick before we finish up this episode i wanted to ask you for a favor can you please head on over to itunes and rate and review the podcast my team and i put so much work into creating it for y'all every single week and it would mean the world to us to get your feedback oh and guess what once a month i choose a reviewer to send just a little thank you to it could be a free coaching call with me a tea from the merch shop or a digital planner so Press pause, go leave us a raving review, and then imagine me hugging you right through your phone screen. All right, let's get back into the show. That brings us to tip number three to actually get work done when you're working from home and that is use strategic transitions. I touched on this in last week's episode but I put it into practice this past week and it really helped me pump up my productivity level over this week so I wanted to mention it again and share my specific example with you guys. So often we rush from one thing to the next without really giving our mind the space that it needs to decompress and switch gears for the next task. This actually causes us to take longer to what we like to call get in the zone with the next task, and it creates resistance that could be avoided if you just start using transitions that are strategic. So here's my example. During this coronavirus quarantine, I've had to be really intentional about not overworking. The things that I normally do to relax and unwind are outside of my home. So like going to brunch with my friends, rollerblading with my husband, going to get a pedicure, things like that. Well, right now, I obviously cannot do those things. And I found it really difficult to transition from my workday to at-home like decompress, chill time, evening routine. I found myself saying things like, oh, I may as well just work if we're just going to be at home all night. And since I was already working all day, I was having a hard time walking away from my laptop at a decent hour. So I created what I call a hard transition between my workday and my evening routine. I moved my workouts to be between those two things. So before coronavirus happened and we are doing the quarantine, I would do my workouts first thing in the morning, but I have switched them now to where I am doing my workday from 9.30 to 6.00 and then I work out from 6.30 to 7.30. Then I head into my evening routine for the rest of the night. Having that hard transition as a signal to end my workday and head into my evening routine has been so helpful, you guys. Like it's really kind of just, it helps me transition my mindset. Like I mentioned, earlier into the new task, even though that new task is something that I want to do, like enjoy my evening, but it's just so hard for my mind to make that switch so quickly if I don't have that strategic transition in between them. Working out requires me to step away from my desk and so it makes me less likely to go back into my office to work once the workout is over. Some other examples of strategic transitions are going for a walk between tasks or reading a chapter of a book between tasks, maybe in like another room where you're not working, taking some time to stretch in your backyard or on your patio or calling a family member or a friend you <laughs> When you're planning your strategic transitions, try to choose things that really break up the tasks like that you're transitioning in between. So something that gets you out of the environment and has a different type of motion. So what I mean by that is if your work is still like mine, you're sitting at a desk or standing at a desk, choose a transition that kind of gets you up and moving. So that's why working out is a really good one for me. So you can also use your lunch break. That can be a really good transition like use that strategically choose tasks that make sense to be on either side of your lunch break and the last tip tip number four for actually getting work done at home is establish workday guidelines I have ground rules for myself and for the people that I live with, which for me it's just my husband because my dogs are terrible at following rules and guidelines. Just gonna throw that out there. But we follow these guidelines during the workday to help set me up for success and make sure that I get my work done in a timely manner. My husband works outside of the home usually, but right now with the quarantine, he's home a lot during the week. He does commercial air conditioning. So, like if an essential business needs Needs AC work like a hospital or a pharmacy he goes out to work but otherwise he's home and we're not used to that I'm still able to work full-time since I work from home anyway so I had to establish some guidelines so that we were both on the same page during my work hours The guideline that affects both of us is when my office door is shut, I'm working on something that I'd prefer not to be disturbed during, AKA leave me alone when the office door is shut. And a little pro tip that I would love to share with you so you can learn from my mistake, communicate the guideline or rule to the people in your home. I assumed that my husband would know that my office door being closed meant do not disturb since I usually keep it open, but he didn't know that that's what I was wanting him to take away from the door being closed. You can't just create guidelines and expect people to read your mind. We have to create them and then we have to communicate them. So just wanted to give you my little pro tip there. Some other guidelines that I have in place for myself, not just now during the quarantine, but all the time, no TV in my workspace. I used to watch TV on my iPad like Hulu or Netflix or even YouTube while I was working, and I was just finding that it was just distracting me way too much. So it works best for me if I just don't have TV in my workspace. Guideline number two is I keep my phone out of reach for two hours, and I do this in two blocks, so an hour out at a time, I do use my phone a lot for my work. I'm on Instagram and social media and all that kind of stuff, but I like to get in a solid two hours of work, so an hour at the beginning of the day and then typically an hour in the middle of the day where I'm not on my phone at all so I can just focus in and get solid work done. And then guideline number three for me is a limit of three kitchen visits per workday, including my lunch break. And what I'm talking about here is getting snacks so I'm not I'm not trying to be rummaging around in the kitchen all day getting snacks like if I'm struggling with the task I tend to be like mm, maybe I'm hungry maybe I need a snack girl you are not hungry you are just struggling to focus like put the snack down so that's why that's one of my guidelines and then my last one is get ready at least four days a week I don't feel like I am as productive when I stay in, like, comfy clothes. That might not be the case for you, but that's why these are my guidelines. Think about what you struggle with and where you can make improvements and write guidelines to kind of help build habits that help you improve in those areas. But the thing with these guidelines is you have to choose to be disciplined and follow them. They are absolutely pointless if you don't put them into practice. Okay, babes, that's what I've got for you this week. I hope that you can start applying these tips to your new work from home life so you can be a productivity queen during your work hours and enjoy resting and spending time with your loved ones otherwise. I will meet you right back here next week. I so appreciate you tuning in to today's show. I hope it blessed you right where you're at. If you did enjoy it, make sure to take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your Instagram story. Tag me, at Jess M Massey, so I can see it and even share it on my story. Your feedback is such an encouragement to me and it helps the show more than you will ever know. If you want more Hustle Sanely in your life, make sure to visit JessicaMassey.com. It's actually my favorite place to hang out online. I'll meet you right back here next week, friend. Until then, keep hustling sanely.